And I'm back. That's right, folks. It is time for another season of Behind the Membership. And I have 10 awesome guests lined up for you over the next few weeks in all kinds of markets and with all kinds of stories to tell. And we're starting things off with Jenny Fennell, who runs CRNA School Prep Academy, a highly niche membership site for nurses in America. Jenny started her membership just over a year ago now, and it's fair to say it has taken off. In fact, within eight months of launching, she was able to replace both hers and her husband's salaries, allowing her husband to leave his job to join the business business and Jenny to reduce her nursing hours from full time to just a couple of days a week. I love what Jenny has been able to achieve in such a short time and how she was able to launch the membership site despite working full time hours in a hospital and having two small children at home. It's fair to say she's been working some long, long hours to get everything done. So it's great to see her being able to reap the rewards of that now, especially as she just had baby number three a few weeks ago. Jenny is a real powerhouse. and I'm really excited to share her story with you. So let's dive in. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. My guest today is Jenny Fennell from CRNA School Prep Academy. Welcome to the show, Jenny. I am really looking forward to talking with you. Me too. Thank you for having me. And so... You've got a a great story, the little that I know about it. So I'd like to really just dive straight in by talking about your membership itself. So what do you offer? Who's it for? That kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I would love to share that. So again, um, I am a CRNA, which for those of you guys who do not know what that stands for, it stands for Certified Registered Nurse Anesthetist. Um, We do, we are kind of a unique breed to the United States. Um, so essentially my membership helps nurses, registered nurses gain acceptance into CRNA school. CRNA school is very competitive. It has about a 10% national average acceptance rate. So it's again, a very competitive thing. A lot of people want to do it. Um, we have a very high job satisfaction. Um, we have, we make good money. Um, we have a lot of autonomy. Um, we get to do fun things like push drugs all day. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a very sought after career. And unfortunately, people face a lot of rejection um, or get discouraged because there's a lot of unknowns about it. So I essentially started mentoring people through a Facebook site and quickly realized there was not enough out there to help these students. So my membership site was formed again to kind of help nurses who want to pursue the career of anesthesia as a nurse. That's such a such a specific market. I love it. Like like again, I, I don't think until you joined the academy it was anything I was even aware of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that you've got that membership to help those people. And are people coming into that? Then it sounds like they're coming in before they apply to become an, an anesthetist. Correct. So. Well, I should take that back. Yes and no. Um, 98%, I would say, come to us when they're starting their journey or whenever they find us, honestly. And that's kind of part of the problem is if you find us early, that's great. If you find us right before you're interviewing, it's still going to be beneficial. But at the same time, the earlier you can start preparing with us, the better you're going to be. I will say we've had a few people who gain acceptance who are new and Typically, once you gain acceptance in the school, you have six to nine months before you actually start your program. And so we do have some students who join us then for the education. So we do monthly education. We do pharmacy, like pharmacology, pathophysiology, um, all different types of workshops. So some students join us for the education piece prior to school. So they kind of get like a head start. Awesome. And so it sounds like it's very much focused on, on career progression, essentially. 
Is it something that the nurses are, are joining and paying for themselves um, or is it something that, that hospitals will pay for? I know here in the UK, at least nurses are massively underpaid. So the idea of them paying out of pocket for any additional training and stuff uh, might be a bit more tricky. Yes. Yes. So, you know, nurses in the United States um, are probably paid better. However, and especially with the recent uh, pandemic, there's been a lot of opportunities for travel uh, nursing and um, hazard pay, essentially, where they're they're making a lot of money doing these assignments. Um, so it probably depends on where you are at as far as what you're getting offered. But yes, there is opportunities for employer reimbursement. We actually it's probably jumping ahead of myself, but we just started offering continued education credits for our workshops. Um, I'm in the process of doing that and trying to keep doing that. So they are going to have opportunities for reimbursement. But up until now, it's been out of pocket, essentially. It's been something that they invest in themselves. Um, but I have had that on my radar and I want my nurses to have all the access to mentoring they can get. And if it could be free, that would be amazing. So um, I have thought about that. And, um, but yeah, historically nurses have paid for continuing education essentially out of pocket. Yeah. And I guess if it's something that is going to progress their career, as you said, lead them to a better, a better yes. job, essentially, then it, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I'd love to know then what actually inspired you to create a membership in the first place. Yeah. So this is kind of, I, I would, I didn't intend to, to be quite honest with you. I really never had intentions of doing any of this. Um, I was working full time. I had two little kids. I took students as a CRNA. We have students in clinical, essentially, where they're learning. Um, I always enjoyed that part of my job. And I did a lot of open heart surgery. So I had a lot of students, you know, that were relatively experienced students. They're senior year getting ready to graduate. I just, I always liked it. And so I actually started having nurses reach out to me on social media, Instagram being the main one, seeing that I had a title of a CRNA saying, Hey, how did you become a CRNA? I'm really interested in that, but I don't know how to get started. And so, and then I had a few coworkers who were operating room nurses who wanted to go back for CRNA that I was helping. So I, I had 10 people essentially that I was helping in the beginning. And because I was kind of a broken record and I would make phone calls to these people, check up on them, have conversations, emails. I'm like, ah, it saved me some time if I just had a Facebook community and that way I could make these live teachings and they could all watch it. So I did that. And then, um, it was awesome. They loved it. And so I was like, well, gosh, there's probably more people out there who need this advice. So I actually started trying to do what I, then I started listening to podcasts about how to find my ideal audience. Where are they at? Um, and so that's what I did is I, I sought out where they were hiding on social media and I brought them to my group. Um, and it took off like while people just started spreading the word. And before you know it, within four, four or five months, my group was up to three or 4,000 people. And I quickly realized that, gosh, you know, this is much, very needed and it's becoming very time consuming for me. I was spending about 20 hours a week teaching and Facebook and working full time and had little kids. And so I started looking into doing a course, actually, not a membership. I didn't even know what memberships, I didn't even know that normal people did memberships. I thought memberships were like Netflix. You know, I didn't think that business people did membership. I mean, I guess I did, but just wasn't on my radar. Um, so I looked into a course and that's actually what I was going to do. I had a jobby. I was literally ready to do it, started mapping it out. And I realized, holy moly, this is so overwhelming and just so much content. How in the world is anyone going to get through it all? They're going to get discouraged before they finish. And I mean, it would not to mention it would take me up to probably a year to even make this course because there's so much information. 
I'm like, there has to be a better way. Like this, this, this is way too much. I mean, cause essentially people take years to prepare for school years. So years and years worth of content and a course is just crazy. Right. So I, um, I was like, there has to be a better way. So then I, that's when I started, I think I came and stumbled upon you guys. Um, I don't honestly even remember how, but I started listening to literally every single podcast episode of Mike and all the way back from the beginning, every single one, all every day going to work, I listened to it. And I was like, wow, I could really do this. This would be awesome. Like, this would be the solution. That way I could get started sooner than later. I could drip content as I go and keep building on it. Um, and I like the fact that like a membership was ongoing, meaning things are always changing the medical field. Education's always changing. And I liked how that was, it was, I had that flexibility with a membership where a course is kind of set in stone. Um, you can update it, but I don't really, I mean, I just, I like the, the fluid nature of a membership. Um, so yeah, I went all in at that point. I sought out, I got help early on with web development because I knew I was not techie enough to do that. And, um, just jumped all in. <laughs> awesome. And so how long ago did you actually launch the membership now? I launched February 26th of 2020, a couple, like a week before COVID <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, so it's only been a little over a year. Awesome. But yeah, great that you've, you've made that 12 month mark already, uh, that first memberversary. So yes. you mentioned COVID there actually. So actually, would you say that that was for want of a better word, beneficial for the membership or not in terms of the number of people looking for this kind of training? Yeah. You know, I didn't know how that was going to shake out initially. I actually thought it would, um, slow things down. I thought people would be not wanting to spend money on a membership. I thought people are probably gonna be so busy with everything going on. They're not going to pursue CRNA school. It actually had the opposite effect. These schools solve record numbers of applicants. I think for a couple of reasons. One, the burnout in the ICU. Now they were seeing, I mean, the ICUs were just swamped. Um, yeah, being an ICU nurse is extremely hard work. It's depressing, frankly. Um, so, and then we had these, you know, RICUs, which is respiratory ICUs. And so I think nurses were getting extremely burnout and looking for, if they'd already been thinking CRNA, they're like, well, now I definitely want CRNA because I don't, this is just not what I like in the ICU. So it kind of pushed them to go the extra, um, to just, to just start doing the work on their application. People had more time because they weren't going out and doing things. So they had time to work on their application. And I also think that people actually had more money because like I said, um, these nurses were taking a hundred thousand plus travel assignments. They're making over, they're making $10,000 in a month, um, as a ICU nurse. Um, so yes, they had a lot of money, um, when they were doing these assignments, um, so all those factors combined, the membership completely took off. Now, granted, prior to COVID, I already had 300 on the wait list. Um, so it was already looking like it was going to shake out to be good before COVID happened, but it, it definitely picked up. Awesome. And so you mentioned before that when you started the membership, you were actually doing it alongside working full-time and your family and things like that. Is that still the case? Are you still working full-time as well? Or have you been able to scale back those hours as the membership's grown? I have been able to scale back and um, I want to just thank you right now because that's always been a dream of mine. And I really think without doing this, I never, that never would have happened. Um, I was definitely in the whole work full time, work more and more and more to, you know, it's the only way to make more money is to work more. Um, enough that I don't work more because this membership is definitely a lot of work, but I get to do it from home. And so I, yes, as of, I started in February, as of October, 
I signed up as I started a PRN position. I actually essentially retired my husband to help me full-time with the business. And as of December of 2020, I only worked two days a week. And when I go back from having our third child, we just had our third child. (laughs) Um, I plan on only hopefully working one day a week. So it has dramatically decreased my And so I'm thankful because again, between running the membership and working full-time, I was plugging in 70, 80 hours a week. It was in, it was insane. (laughs) Yeah. And then especially with the new baby as well, then yeah, that extra time is going to come in really handy. Um, And with um, retiring your husband then or bringing him on board to, to work with you instead, what's he, his role in the company now? Yeah. So his role is business. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm a nurse by trade. I'm not tech savvy. I'm not business savvy. He luckily is business minded. He has a, um, a business degree, um, but he was actually doing automation sales is what he was doing prior to helping me. Um, but he's always had a knack for that. He picks things up. He know he understands it way better than I do. So essentially he's doing, um, he's managing our finances. Thank heavens. <laughs> um, and then the business side of thing, the marketing he's doing my helping me with my emails, Um, and it really kind of just anything I need him for, which is nice because he's home. So I can easily communicate with him about what I'm struggling with and he can help me or, you know, he does all kinds of stuff really. Um, but it's been excellent and, and fun, honestly, to to do it together. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, the fact you've been able to do that in, in what, eight, eight months was that the scale there? That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. It's been crazy. (laughs) And so I would imagine that the the membership itself is probably quite a technical topic or there's technical topics involved. Are you delivering all of those trainings yourself? Are you are you creating everything for the membership yourself? Yes. Um, well, I yes and no. I was in the beginning. Um, I actually recorded some of my very first courses in our car <laughs> because I didn't have a quiet place to do that. And our kids were home when I, I mean, I worked Monday through Friday and all I had was my weekends and the kids were home on the weekends. So I recorded in our car. <laughs> um, so yeah, I made all the initial courses myself in October. I actually brought on a faculty member, um, who is an assistant director and he kind of found out about me through one of his students who came to an open house and he was like, who is this what's this icy dream about anesthesia Facebook group? You know, what is the Syrian school prep Academy? So out of curiosity, he looked me up and contacted me and said, Hey, I really love what you're doing. I would love to help out if you're interested. And so after a little bit of back and forth, I'm like, well, why not? It wouldn't hurt to have someone, especially because he teaches anesthesia. He teaches what I'm trying to teach my students. And he's a program director who has 10 years of experience, who knows what he's looking for. Um, so he's essentially an ex- expert, um, contributor. And so, yeah, I brought him on. So as of October, like I said, now we're doing monthly educational workshops. We're doing monthly Q and a calls and we kind of rotate. He'll do one. I'll do one. Um, same with the workshop. So he'll like this next month, he's doing a, a second, um, pharmacology course. And then June I'm doing a, a cardiovascular course. So we're kind of taking turns with the content. Um, he's been excellent. He's just awesome. So essentially I have a helper now making content. That's awesome. And what a credit to what you've created as well, that somebody with that experience and things would, would want to be involved in that as well and, and approach you about that. That's that's a huge credit to what you've created. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's like I said, we're we're trying to get the community involved. Um, you know, the anesthesia community is really small. And l- lately or not lately, 
just, I'm kind of overall, I was really impressed with how supportive it's been. Um, and I think in the last few months, it's really stepped up a notch because people are now finding out about us. Um, in the beginning, I think people were like, well, what is the Sierra Nate School Prep Academy? But now that I think more students have found success and they're spreading the word, not only to other students, but to faculty members, um, I, I think we're getting a lot more credit. And so again, recently we've had a, a surge of faculty members taking notice and wanting to support us. Oh, that's lovely. And so uh, speaking about that, then how are people finding you? How are you getting new members? That's a great question. <laughs> we have not done any marketing. Um, I know I, we've, it's all been word of mouth. And so I think that, and I, my whole model from the very beginning was to just show up and serve my students. Um, I love my students. I really do. I have a big heart for them. I want them to be successful. And when they have success, it like makes my day. And so from the very beginning, I've poured my heart and soul into this and done whatever I can to really just mentor and foster growth, you know, both personally and professionally for my students. And so I really think just showing up and serving has been what has made this business so successful so quickly. And um, yeah, just word of mouth, uh, social media. Um, and I, I, now if you count boosting a post, I have tried boosting posts, which I, I don't even know what I'm doing <laughs> when I do that, but I do try. Um, that's really the only essential, <clears throat> excuse me, the only the marketing we've done up until this point. Um, I'm excited for when we actually do get a marketing campaign going, what it's going to do. Uh, but that's, that's incredible that you've been able to, uh, to work just through word of mouth though, from that as well. And, you know, again, it, it sounds like it's quite a tight niche community, as you mentioned before. So, so yeah, it is the kind of thing where people will talk, where people will recommend people and things like that. So the, the focus on kind of the cold marketing essentially mm -hmm. maybe isn't so essential as it might be with other businesses. True. When you mentioned there with kind of social media, I think you mentioned uh, Instagram and, and Facebook there, what kind of things are you sharing there? Is it just a little bit about what you're working on and things like that? How are you kind of drawing in your audience there? Yeah, I um, I listen to a lot of podcasts as, as one of you guys' podcasts. One thing that I love to do is share success stories. Um, I really think sharing success stories from my students, I screenshot every acceptance. Like I, my, the students who tell me they gain acceptance, I screenshot every single one of them. Not only because I love them and I hold on to them, they're like precious to me, but then I share them on social media. Um, and I, so I really think that that kind of gives us credibility to what we can do for students. Um, I also um, kind of share behind the scenes what I'm doing, what I'm working on, what courses are coming up, uh, you know, the podcast, um, or if I go live and um, I just share whatever I'm doing essentially that can be beneficial for others. Like I just did an SRNA Q&A panel where I um, gathered eight SRNAs from various schools across the country to just do a Q&A session for whoever wanted to come. Um, so sharing things like that, just things that I know my students will find helpful and always asking questions. What do they need? What do they need help with? Where are they stuck? And then gathering that information. So essentially, I think by listening to what my students need, I'm able to deliver what they need. And then they spread the word to their coworker who is also pursuing CRNA. So. And so do you still have the, I think you mentioned at the start that you had a free Facebook group initially. Do you still have that as well? I do. It's, it's hopping. I, we have 20, well, 12,500 members right now. It's growing by about 200 a week, essentially wow. 200 people a week. Um, 
And so that group has taken on a life of its own. It's awesome. But people come, I have high school students in there. We have current um, anesthesia students. We even have some CRNAs who also love to mentor in that group. So, and uh, some community leaders, some CRNAs that are involved in like the um, national associations are in that group. Um, so it's, it's really taking on a life of its own. It's, it's very successful. And are you finding that easy to balance with the membership itself and the membership community and everything the membership involves? Yeah. So that was the Facebook group got to be very overwhelming, very, very quickly for me. Um, that's why I knew I, if I was going to continue to do what I was doing, which was mentoring, I had to figure out how to monetize my time because again, I was doing it for free 20 hours a week. I'm like, uh, I love you guys, but I also love my family and, you know, I can't spend 40 hours in the OR and 20 hours on Facebook and no time with my family. So I knew I had to drop my hours at work and I had to monetize with a membership to keep teaching. Um, and so, uh, yeah, to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not, I was answering every single question in Facebook. I was, I was on there constantly, but probably back in October, back when, um, I started making the workshops, I, I, I took a huge step back because, I also started realizing, you know, if I'm on there answering questions all the time, why would they want to join the membership? They're, they're getting me in, inside the Facebook community, um, where now I really make it a priority to be there for my current students with my Q&A calls, answering their emails. They reach out to me DMs all the time, so I answer those. But I, make, I make my students the priority. The Facebook comes last. And so, but I have enough CRNAs now that uh, contribute, students that contribute, the Facebook group is fine. It's totally fine without me. Um, I do interact occasionally, but I'm just not nearly as present because I can't be, I, I just don't have enough time. And my time now is for my paying students. Yeah. It's that shift in priorities essentially. Mm -hmm. So what's actually been your biggest challenge with the membership since you launched, would you say? <laughs> time, time, time management, um, prioritizing and time management. Uh, there's just always so much I want to do. And so little time, everything that I think, oh, I, I want to get this done. I want to do this. Like, I want to make a quiz or I want to get AACN approval for CE credits for my courses. I've been working on that since August and it just happened. <laughs> so, um, everything that I want to do, it just takes so much time. Um, so I, I have to really be careful because I have to say, okay, what do I, what do I need to do right now? And what can wait? And then a lot of that comes from my students listening to them, making sure I'm not dropping the ball on their end to fill my own needs. And so I've had to, it's been challenging too, to also boundaries with my time. And like for, an, like for when a student reaches out on a Sunday evening, I'm like, should I, you know, based on what they're needing, I have to say, okay, well, they can wait. Um, or, you know, are they a paying student? Or are they not a paying student? You know, so it's been hard setting boundaries with my time. Yeah, definitely. And is that something you think has, improved as time's gone on as you've got used to the to the membership it has definitely there was I mean I'm not gonna lie there's been times back in the beginning that I was very frustrated with it and I even got I was upset that I was felt like I was always on I never had an off time and that was an adjustment working a nine to five and having my work be done when I got home to always being hounded always getting emails always getting dms and I'm like ah I can never get a break like I just felt like I was being eaten alive <laughs> by my, by my community. And so that was really hard. And I, I kind of had to really take a step back and say, before I get bitter about it, I really need to realize that I need to set boundaries so I can do this not only so it's beneficial for them, but healthy for me. Um, it has gotten easier, but I will tell you, it's still a struggle. Um, because I'm, 
I think just as a nurse, I, I don't want to say no. I want to, I want to be there. I want to help. I'm naturally like, yes, I will help you. I will do whatever I can to help you. That's always, that's like my nature. So it's been hard to ever say no. Um, but at the expense of myself, you know, so it's a work in progress. So let's just say that, but it has gotten better a little bit. <laughs> and so if that's been the challenge, then what's been the highlight or what's your favorite thing about having the membership? That's really easy for me to say. And that's a, the relationship with my students. Um, always, always been. I, I love the relationship. I love being able to watch them grow into an SRNA and then a CRNA. I just, I love the journey. Um, because a lot of these students are now, I consider them friends, you know, and, and they just check up every now and then not to, cause they need something or want something, but they just want to say hi. And or I just want to say hi and see how you're doing. And I love that. I love that part of it. I love that. And you're making such a difference, not just to their lives, but obviously to the, to the people that they're in, then impacting with the new job and, and what they're doing as well. So it really is that ripple effect in action there really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So trying to think of the best way to to put this but if the membership helps people to essentially achieve this new new job position does that mean there's kind of a natural end point to it do people then time out of the membership essentially once they've got that role or is it something where they do stay on board and there's always something new for them to learn that's a great question and the answer is unfortunately yes um there is a natural end to needing what we do and so that has been a challenge um, as far as I feel like I always have to continuously bring in new people. Um, But that being said, um, the vast majority of our resources are for aspiring students. I do have hopes to help current SRNAs, but we have that six to nine month window, like I said, before they start school. Once they start school, not that we can't help them, but they are so overwhelmed and bombarded with so much information. And then they have the uh, NCE, which is our national certification exam prep which is like apex prodigy, they're just slammed. And I mean, you get slammed with do this, do that, do this. They don't have any extra room for anything else essentially. But that being said, a lot of our SRNAs, what they need the most is support mentally. It was stress because school is crazy stressful. And so when students have problems, it's because of that. So what I'm working on next is developing some kind of stress management where we can do some kind of, or even on one-on-one mentoring where I could pair them up with a mentor. Um, I want to find some way to help them. The other caveat is when they start school, they they can't work. So they are broke, living on loans, broke, broke, broke. Um, Like come out with $200,000 of debt broke. So that's the other part of it too, is I don't expect them to pay me, you know, when they're already spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on their education and taking out loans so they can actually afford to pay their mortgage. Um, So it does have a natural end. But it sounds like you do have kind of a good, at least a few months before you get to that point in terms of, of helping them to achieve that. Um, And yeah, and I think, yeah, if you wanted to, there is those things that you could bring in to Mm -hmm. help people pass that. But at the same time, it sounds like what you're already doing is, is working really well. Mm -hmm. And so we mentioned about time and, and time management and kind of you have reduced your hours at work now so you can focus on the membership and family. So is the membership still something you're working on every day? Yes. <laughs> um, I work on it every single day. Now, some days might be an hour or two. Um, other days are 12, 13 hours. Um, so yeah, even I'm only working one day or two days a week, I pretty much work every other day of the week on the membership. But 
<clears throat> part of that is my type A personality and <laughs> my go, go, go personality. Um, because like I said, there's always something that I is on my to-do list. Um, so part of that is me. Um, I think if I could be a little more laid back, I could probably take some more time away, but I just, I don't know if I even want to, because I just, I, I want to, like I said, I want to show up and I want to serve. And so, and I enjoy it. So even if it's just a few hours a day, I think I owe that to my community to be there and to make sure I'm at least answering emails or updating something that's broken in the membership or reaching out to someone else to help someone else out as far as finding them a mentor. I'm always doing something uh, for my students. And so, yeah, but I mean, it, it it's flexible now. Like if I need to go see a doctor on a Tuesday at noon, I can. So it's, it's flexible. And apart from your, your husband and the, um, the person you've got helping on the faculty now, is that, that it as far as the team goes, or do you have other support as well? Oh, I have a lot of support. <laughs> um, I, from, like I said, from the very beginning, I knew I couldn't do it by myself, especially because I started my wait list back in November for the launch and I didn't want to lose steam. And like, I'm very time limited, meaning based on where they are in the application process, if I wait too long, I'm going to miss that window, that golden window of they're going to want to jump, jump in and join me. So I, um, got a web developer involved, uh, Jessica, she's now, I mean, I, everyone who's gotten involved in my membership have become like friends. <laughs> um, so Jessica, um, is my web developer. I have Jesse, who's my copywriter. Those two were with me from the very beginning and they were played a really key component in my success early on. Um, cause they allowed me to essentially go quicker, um, which I think was key to getting up off the ground as well as it did. And then now I have a graphic designer, a social media manager. I have a podcast manager and now my husband. So it's, essentially it's a team of six people helping me. Um, and it's been awesome. It essentially allows me to do more for my students and less time doing busy Canva design, <laughs> you know, for my social media posts. So it, it's, I love having a team. Um, it's definitely challenging and it's kind of scary because you're like, do I have the money to pay other people to do work for me? Um, the ROI, you hear a lot about ROI return on investment. And I always try to think like, what is my time worth based on what I'm paying them per hour? Can I make more per hour? So the return on investment is worth it. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way of looking at it when it comes to a team, especially when you are first starting out. But I, I love that you did actually recognize that you did have that limitation in terms of time and and things like that initially. So you did you did make that leap and get some people on early as well, so that you could get started essentially. And mm -hmm. and yeah, I think um, that that kind of said, as you say, gave you that kind of leg up and that boost and and that initial momentum. So would you say that actually where you are now? is where you expected to be at this point, having started the membership? Oh, that's a good question. To be honest with you, I don't know if I had, like early on, I don't know if I had any expectations. Um, I just hoped to make the money back that I had invested, which was a lot. <laughs> um, I luckily had a good career to where I felt like I could make that investment upfront. And I just hoped that I could, but I, within like a few months, we made that investment back. And I guess I didn't really know or have any expectations on where it would be a year. I just hope, I guess I just hoped it would continue. I hoped to learn from my students so that way I can continue to provide for them and it has panned out. And so as far as my vision, I just want to keep growing it as far as the resources for my students um, and getting the community involved kind of like, you know, so I think that the more community I get involved, the better, the more resources for my students. So, you know, as far as expectations, as far as what that looks like on my end, I'm kind of, go with the flow. I kind of just go with it. 
and try to make adjustments as I go. Um, but I think the big part of it is trying to grow a team so that way um, I can scale it successfully. And so you mentioned there about getting your community involved. Is that in in the sense of actually getting them to start creating content for the membership or or how are you seeing that? Um, not necessarily content, more mentoring. I want them to realize how important mentoring is within this community. And I am actually going to be speaking at a, um, it's just an Ohio conference about mentoring, but I'm speaking to all these different CRNAs from Ohio about mentoring, how important and how vital it is for the success of, of our students. And these programs want successful students. These programs want high board passing rates and low attrition rates. So I can help them do that. And if more people realize the importance of it, I just simply want this current working CRNAs that are out there to realize that mentoring is a big pivotal part in helping future generations of CRNAs be successful. And I want program directors to recognize that as well and take necessary steps to allow that for their students, not even necessarily for CRNA School Prep Academy. I'm just looking to make a big change overall to the community, to the atmosphere, to the way of thinking. And so I guess my plan, obviously, to grow CRNA School Prep Academy, but it's more of a bigger picture for the whole community to take, to recognize the importance of what we're doing um, so they can all play a, a part, whether that's big or small. And so that's what I guess I mean by getting the community involved, not necessarily with CRNA School Prep Academy, but inevitably it will, because they're going to recognize what we're doing. We're serving this purpose. And so actually, I'd love to know, a lot of our members who have membership sites where they may be teaching somebody a particular career or something like that, they're, they're worried about the community because people are essentially in competition with each other. And I know you mentioned mm-hmm. this is kind of a, a kind of field where there is a lot of competition for these places at school and things. So have you found that is something that has impacted on your community in terms of people being willing to share and help each other? Yeah. So there's a couple of different directions I could kind of take this question. One you know, schools themselves, as far as nurses getting into school, they're directly in competition with one another. Um, but schools themselves, sure, they're in competition. They want the best students, right? Um, but you can't get a good student if you're not willing to help everyone. Like you have to just provide the information. And the students ultimately have the choice of where they're going to go to school. And so the schools really can't control that. Um, they can just try to help as much as they can. So they hopefully will attract the right students. Now, as far as competition goes on what I'm doing, um, there is always going to be competition. You mean as far as like uh, mentoring CR, mentoring aspiring students? Yeah, right. And the students themselves. So in things like your membership community, are, are people willing to share and help each other there? Or, uh, or do they feel like they're competing with each other for gotcha. these, these places, essentially? Okay, now I understand. Thank you. Um, that's a good point. And actually, I would say that, they, yes, they do feel that way. But one of the things that I try to remind them that I did early on in my journey was I had three, there's four of us. So three other ICU nurses, one of my friends worked in the surgical ICU. I worked in the MICU with my two other friends. Um, so there's four of us all together. We were all applying to the same school, same time. And I didn't hold anything back. I shared, and they did the same thing. We all worked together. We actually studied with each other. We quizzed each other on, because the interview can be very grueling. It's like usually rapid fire, either personality or clinical style questions. So we would just study together and all four of us got into the same program, same year. Now might not have worked out that way, but then I'm for sure the fact that we would have helped each other, they would have had my back, meaning they maybe would have put in a good word to the program director, say, hey, my friend Jenny's applying to step next round. She'd be a great candidate. You know, they they would remember the fact that we all worked together. And even though we didn't all didn't make it, 
it's, it is kind of like a team effort and it will pay off. And so I try to remind my students that even if you have a coworker who's yes, your direct competition, it's still worthwhile to share what, you know, um, help each other out because whether you get in or they get in, they could then help you in return the next year. And, um, and so to be honest with, you know, students share, students are usually willing to share information and whether it's directly or indirectly, I always tell them, you can tell me. And if you make it anonymous, no one's going to know who's sharing this information. Um, I do try to respect the school's wishes. Some of the schools have a, um, like they don't allow the students to release the interview questions. They actually sign a, a document. And so if that's the case, I always, and I always make a big bold, like if you sign any kind of documentation, please do not share um, this information. But the ones who don't, yeah, share with me. I can post anonymously inside a private community. Um, because people do it on the forums, public forums all the time, but then you kind of have people who I call them trolls. <laughs> um, you know, people troll those sites where my site, I control it. So there's no trolls yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And so it, it, talking about the, the private community there, is that community also on Facebook or is that a community that's on, on your website where you do have that full control? No, I follow you guys and I did the IP board. So um, I, it's going great. I will say I haven't had as much time as I want to get in there. I mean, I've been in there a ton, don't get me wrong, but it's been much harder for me to take that community off the way the Facebook has taken off because the Facebook is still overshadowing that group because there's just 12,000 people. So it's easy to have it to be active and lively where my, my forum, you know, has 800 people. So it's just, you can't sometimes compare the activity level. So people still sometimes, even though they're members, they'll go to the Facebook community, ask questions, which it's a little frustrating, but again, I partially is my, I need to make the forum more present by reminding them and things like that. Awesome. And so is there anything you'd do differently if you were starting again? Um, I actually thought about this question prior and there is one thing, a couple of things, actually, one of the things may not seem like a big deal, but it ended up being a big deal when we were first doing our taxes. Um, <laughs> is when I first got started, it was so crazy. And I was working full time. And I just, between paying, you know, a web developer, a copywriter, all these different technical platforms and, oh, I need this, I need that. I even did webinar jam for a little bit, which I regretted afterwards. Um, I, I just was buying all the stuff that I thought I needed. And so I, but I was charging various credit cards. <laughs> so trying to track all that down, holy moly, it was insane. Like it was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of charges. That I was like, oh gosh, this business charge is not like what credit card is it on? And so, yeah, from the very beginning, I would have had one credit card for all business expenses and kept it that way. Um, would have made my life a heck of a lot easier when we were doing our taxes our first year. And then the other only other thing that I would have done differently, not that we did everything perfectly. I actually am a big proponent of just getting your feet dirty and learning from your mistakes um, cause if you're waiting for perfection, it's just never going to happen. Um, so the, nothing was perfect, but what we did, but I, I actually prefer it to not be perfect. And that way I learn from imperfection. Uh, but is the courses, I made these giant courses that were two hours long. And so I wish I would have divvied them up into maybe 15, 20 minute sections. I put jump links in there and based on the jump links, you can go to different sections within the course, but I wish I would have had it designed more like your guys's courses where they're more broken up. And you can go to the next lesson that kind of takes you into the next step. So it's more easily digestible and not so overwhelming to sit down and listen to a two hour course. Yeah. And so overall, then what impact would you say having the membership has had on your life and your, your business so far? 
Um, well, in our life, I mean, it's completely changed our life for the better. Um, you know, there's always a give and take, there's always a, you know, positives and, and negatives to everything, but overall, this has just been the most amazing experience. I mean, the flexibility we have now, the, the, the growth potential now, I mean, you can't get this kind of growth potential in a nine to five job. You just can't, um, it doesn't exist. They're not going to give me that, those kind of raises, but if I work harder at this membership site and grow it, I create my own raise essentially by working harder. <clears throat> you know, you don't have that in a nine to five job. You can work really hard and you might not get a raise for years. So I love the fact that I'm in control of essentially my own success. And, um, you know, as, as far as, you know, what it's done for our family and the business, I mean, the business is just booming. The business is clearly needed. People need this in their lives. People need this help. So I'm helping a lot of people and I feel really good about that. And yeah, I, the fact that my husband's now involved, it's a fun team effort now. Hopefully our kids will be CRNAs. <laughs> um, so I've, I've had a lot of fun with it, but it's, it's a challenge, but I like challenge and um, it's a learning process. You make a lot of mistakes, but you have to be willing to make those mistakes. Like I said, it's sometimes those mistakes hurt, <laughs> but um, I think that's part of the, if you never, if you don't take a chance, you're never going to know what you're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so for somebody listening who might be thinking about starting a membership site, what's one tip that you would give them to get started? Well, just that actually to get started. <laughs> um, that's like the best advice you can give anyone is to just get started. I see so many people who maybe want to do something who out of fear stop themselves. And maybe they think, well, well, gosh, I'm not ready yet. I don't have it all figured out. Well, guess what? I didn't have it all figured out. All I knew is I needed a wait list and a community, the community and the waitlist were the two essential pieces of me getting started and doing it well was nurturing my community because you can't get someone to buy from you unless they trust you. That's a huge component. So if you're not building that trust from the very beginning, before you launch your membership, you're not going to have, you're going to get crickets. They're like, who's this guy? What are they, what are they trying to sell me? I don't even know them from Joe Schmo, but if they know you and you talk to them on Facebook lives, you DM them, you show them that you're just a person that you're not, you're honest and you genuinely want to help. You're not just here to make a buck. They will trust you and they will buy from you, but it's about building that trust first and then get the excitement going with the wait list. And then just launching the membership, no matter how messy it is, <laughs> no matter how little it is, just get started. Even if all you do initially is do live Q and A's, you don't have any courses, just give yourself to them on live co courses initially while you build your, build your actual courses for them to use later on. Um, that's kind of essentially, I had some signature courses, but for the most part, I use my live Q and A's as continuous dripped content. Um, and just stop doing them on my Facebook group because that was essentially, I was replacing that time in my membership. Yeah, I think that's a great tip in terms of just getting started, starting where you're at as well and, and not worrying too much about, as you say, having everything perfect or having tons of content or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so last question then, what are your goals? Where would you like the Prep Academy to be in 12 months time, say? Um, my goal with that is to gosh, I have so many things. <laughs> I have so many things. Like I said, I'm always working on like, Ooh, what's next? Like it kind of gets me excited to think what else can I do? <clears throat> but some of the things I've been working on, obviously I just launched my podcast. Um, but I'm working on an SRNA scholarship fund, which is starting to take off. I'm having companies, uh, fund that oh, now. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to be launching our first, um, SRNA scholarship. My long-term goal is to get it to be CRNA school prep Academy scholarship. 
but I have to get it significantly. I have to have a significant amount of money to do that. Um, so that, um, again, we're doing a conference this fall. We're hopefully doing a spring conference. I guess I just, and getting the community involved in a way that, um, I even hope to expand it to where I can work with recruiters, hospital recruiters and provide them because CRNAs are in high demand and they can't ever seem to find enough CRNAs. So I could have, a recruiter essentially sponsor one of my students and pay for their school or even just having help them find good candidates could be a way to fund the scholarship fund. So again, I'm, I'm always thinking of ways to, how can I give back more to my students? How can I make this better for them? How can I, and I just got CE approval from the AACN, which there's a lot of num letters, but <laughs> essentially it's continuing education for my nurses. So I'm, I'm trying to find them ways to provide, providing more value. So a year from now, I want to see how much more value I can provide my students to make the academy even more of like a no-brainer. Like you, you, you should join this from the day you decide you want to do CRNA, from the time you step foot in the ICU, come to CRNA School Prep Academy, get the mentoring you need, get the continuing education you need, have access to all these great resources, um, opportunities, networking. So yeah, a year from now, I don't really look at it as a numbers game. Um, I mean, I guess if I had to put numbers on it, I hope we double in size, um, but I don't let the numbers get too much in my head. I just focus on serving and I know it will grow. Yeah. Um, and it has. So that's kind of where I mentally put myself. So I don't, I don't ever want to be disappointed if I don't hit a goal. So I don't put numbers on things. I just say, I want to keep growing and whether that's 50, a hundred, 200, because every month it changes. So I think if you focus on a number, you can either be disappointed if it doesn't hit that number. So I, I just try to say growth in general. Awesome. And yeah, I know I said that was the last question, but I just wanted to um, <laughs> see you mentioned that about scholarships. Is that scholarships to the membership or is that helping people get scholarships for the tuition payments and things once they get applied? Oh, yes. Tuition. Um, tuition. I mean, the membership is not, you know, we charge for a year. It's uh, 325 um, a okay, month. So it's really is 40. So it's yeah. So it's not like we're charging, you know, anything crazy. So um, and they get a ton of value for that. It's only, if that breaks down to $27 a month. I mean, I can spend that on Starbucks and some, or DoorDash. <laughs> um, so, uh, we try to make the membership affordable, but yeah, it's scholarships for tuition. Awesome. So, so yeah, you've like just a few plans you've got there for the future, but yeah, <laughs> yeah quite a bit. It, it sounds like you're going to be offering, I mean, you're already offering awesome value, but even, even more opportunities for your students. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it all. <laughs> and so if somebody wants to connect with you or, or check out what you're working on, where's the best place for them to do that? So there's a couple different ways. Um, you can either follow me on Instagram, which is CRNA School Prep Academy, um, or you can, I'm trying to think, you can just reach out to me via email, which would be Jenny Fennell, which is J-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-N. E-L-L at CRNA school prep dot academy. Um, you can always send me an email if you have questions, but yeah, probably connect with me on social media would probably be the best way. The Facebook community is private for aspiring students. Um, but if you are an aspiring student and you happen to be listening to this, you're welcome to join. It's called ICU Dreaming About Anesthesia by CRNA School Prep Academy. Um, but again, I kind of screen everyone um, who I let in to make sure they're actually nurses. Yeah, such a specific community. You kind of really Correct. need to, to protect that. <laughs> yes. Um, well, awesome. Thank you so much for, for talking with me today, Jenny. I've loved hearing more about your your journey. Obviously, I knew, knew bits of what's been happening through the academy and it's been awesome mm -hmm. to see kind of that progress over the first year that you've had. 
And I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what year two has in store for you as well. Thank you so much, Callie. And oh my gosh, you and Mike have been such a blessing and your academy is awesome. I never could have done this without the membership guys. So for sure. And you guys provide just, I kind of, again, have been doing my model based on yours and all the value you guys provide in there. I'm just, I'm always striving to get to that level. I'm like, I want to be like Kelly and Mike, <laughs> have my membership be like theirs. I'm sure everyone feels that way when they get in there, They're like, wow, this is awesome. So, but it has been, I couldn't have done it because I just didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I, I think, like I've said before, early on, seek out help, get guidance and the membership guys is definitely the way to go. Oh, well, thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure being part of your journey. Yeah. It's been, been awesome to watch your progress. So yeah. Well, we, thank you. We appreciate appreciate you it. Remember. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'll be here for a long time, hopefully forever. <laughs> That's all for this episode, folks. Thank you for listening. And a big thank you to Jenny for joining me for this episode and sharing her membership journey so far. I'm looking forward to continuing to watch Jenny's membership growth this year. And I love that she's still looking for ways to bring even more value to her members. To find all Jenny's links and to pick up the transcript and show notes for this episode, then head to themembershipguys.com slash btm45. And remember to hit subscribe and tune in for another episode of Behind the Membership next week. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.